Perceiving their confusion, said to encourage them, Fear nothing, I did not send for you to distress you, and since I see that without my intending it, this is the effect of the question I asked, as I know the wish of each, I will relieve you from your fears. You, added he, who wish to be my wife, shall have your desire this day. And you, continued he, addressing himself to the two elder sisters, shall also be married to my chief baker and cook. As soon as the sultan had declared his pleasure, the youngest sister, setting her elders an example, threw herself at the emperor's feet to express her gratitude. Sir, said she, my wish, since it has come to your majesty's knowledge, was expressed only in the way of conversation and amusement. I am unworthy of the honor you do me, and supplicate your pardon for my presumption. The other two sisters would have excused themselves also, but the emperor, interrupting them, said, No, no, it shall be as I have declared. The wishes of all shall be fulfilled. The nuptials were all celebrated that day, as the emperor had resolved, but in a different manner. The youngest sisters were solemnized with all the rejoicings usual at the marriages of the emperors of Persia, and those of the other two sisters according to the quality and distinction of their husbands, one as the sultan's chief baker, and the other as head cook. The two elder felt strongly the disproportion of their marriages to that of their younger sister. This consideration made them far from being content, though they were arrived at the utmost height of their late wishes and much beyond their hopes. They gave themselves to an excess of jealousy, which not only disturbed their joy, but was the cause of great trouble and affliction to the queen consort, their younger sister." They had not an opportunity to communicate their thoughts to each other on the preference the emperor had given her, but were altogether employed in preparing themselves for the celebration of their marriages. Some days afterward, when they had an opportunity of seeing each other at the public baths, the eldest said to the other, "'Well, what say you to our sister's great fortune? Is she not a fine person to be queen?' I must own, said the other sister, I cannot conceive what charms the emperor could discover to be so bewitched by her. Was it a reason sufficient for him not to cast his eyes on you because she was somewhat younger? You were as worthy of his throne and in justice he ought to have preferred you. Sister, said the elder, I should not have regretted if his majesty had but pitched upon you. That he should choose that little simpleton really grieves me. But I will revenge myself. And you, I think, are as much concerned as I. Therefore, I propose that we should contrive measures and act in concert. Communicate to me what you think the likeliest way to mortify her, while I, on my side, will inform you what my desire of revenge shall suggest to me. After this wicked agreement, the two sisters saw each other frequently, and consulted how they might disturb and interrupt the happiness of the queen. They proposed a great many ways, but in deliberating about the manner of executing them, found so many difficulties that they durst not attempt them. In the meantime, with a detestable dissimulation, they often went together to make her visits, and every time showed her all the marks of affection they could devise, to persuade her how overjoyed they were to have a sister raised to so high a fortune. 
the queen, on her part, constantly received them with all the demonstrations of esteem they could expect from so near a relative. Sometime after her marriage, the expected birth of an heir gave great joy to the queen and emperor, which was communicated to all the court and spread throughout the empire. Upon this news, the two sisters came to pay their compliments and proffered their services, desiring her, if not provided with nurses, to accept of them. The queen said to them most obligingly, "'Sisters, I should desire nothing more if it were in my power to make the choice. I am, however, obliged to you for your goodwill, but must submit to what the emperor shall order on this occasion.' Let your husbands employ their friends to make interest, and get some courtier to ask this favor of his majesty, and if he speaks to me about it, be assured that I shall not only express the pleasure he does me, but thank him for making choice of you. The two husbands applied themselves to some courtiers, their patrons.